TIPS, or Treasury Inflation-Protected Securities, are U.S. government bonds that adjust for inflation. And recently, the yields on TIPS have gone above 2%. Just a little over a year ago, the yields were actually negative, but now you can get somewhere around 2.5%. That's on an after-inflation basis. So a lot of folks have emailed me and said, Rob, uh, shouldn't we be building a TIPS ladder? In fact, couldn't we fund our entire, say, 30-year retirement using just TIPS? Well, that's the question we're going to tackle in today's video. Hey, everybody, my name is Rob Berger. This is the Financial Freedom Show, where we talk about investing, retirement, and financial freedom. If those topics are of interest to you, I encourage you to subscribe to the channel. Also send out a newsletter every Sunday morning. It's free. You can sign up for it with the link below this video. So we're going to dive right in. Here's what I want to do in today's video. First, we want to talk a little bit about tips, sort of how they work, and how they compare to what some will call a nominal U.S. government bond, or just, you know, a good old regular U.S. government bond that doesn't adjust for inflation. Then we're going to talk about two different scenarios where a tips ladder may make sense. A five-year tips ladder and a 30-year tips ladder. And I'm going to show you actually how to build one. I'm going to show you some free tools you can use to figure all of that out. So let's dive right in. Now remember with tips, they're, they're adjusted for inflation. What does that mean? Let's imagine you buy a $1,000 10-year tips bond today. That means it's going to mature in 10 years. You're going to earn interest between now and then. And we'll just assume the interest rate is, is 1% for just the sake of discussion uh, at the moment. Where does the inflation protection come in? Well, what tips will do is as we have inflation each year, it doesn't change the interest rate. Re recall that with I bonds, uh, there's a variable rate that does change uh, with inflation. With tips, the interest rate the, called the coupon rate stays the same, never changes. Uh, for a given uh, TIPS bond. But what the government will do is increase the, the face value of the bond. So that $1,000 you invested, each year there's inflation, that $1,000 goes up by the rate of inflation. And that's important for two reasons. First of all, when the government then goes to calculate your interest payment, it's got that coupon rate. Remember, that doesn't change. But they multiply that against the, the inflation-adjusted uh, principal uh, balance of the bond. So $1,000 bond has gone up to $1,100 you're going to get interest on that $1,100. And the second thing is when the bond matures, you're going to get that higher amount. If, if after 10 years, your $1,000 bond, thanks to inflation, has gone up to whatever, let's say $1,300, that's what you're actually going to get back. And so that's how they adjust a TIPS bond for inflation. Now, before we compare it to a nominal bond, something really, really important. Those inflation adjustments happen every year. You don't actually get them back, right, until you the bond matures, or you could sell it early and get that back. But if you wait until the bond matures, you're not going to get that inflation adjustment back until, in this case, 10 years. However, it's taxable every year. So if you hold the TIPS bond in a taxable account, the inflation adjustments every year, even though you don't see them in your pocket, are taxable, which is why friends don't let friends buy TIPS in a taxable account. That's right, these are best suited for an IRA. Okay, so how does that compare with a nominal bond? Well, a nominal bond, you get you get whatever the, the yield is, and that's it, right? There's no inflation adjustment. Now, inflation adjustments of tips do come at a cost. The yield on a tips uh, bond is going to be lower than a yield on a nominal bond, which of course always raises the big question, well then, which one is better? So let me actually show you this. This is the Treasury Department's website. You can see I've got one highlighted. I hope you can see that. It's 2.46%. That is the real yield, meaning the after-inflation yield, uh, as of uh, October 20th, so it was a few days ago, on a 10-year 
tips bond, 2.46%. So you, if you bought a 10-year tips bond on, on last Friday, you, you know if you hold it to maturity, you're going to get a, a yield of 2.46% plus the inflation adjustment. And of course, we don't know what that inflation adjustment is going to be because we don't know what inflation is going to look like over the next 10 years. We can all guess. But whatever that is, you'll get that back through that increase in the, in the face value of the bond plus this, they call it a real yield because it's after inflation, of 2.46%. So how does that compare to a nominal or just a good old regular U.S. Treasury bond? Well, I've highlighted this here, uh, same uh, date. And this is, if, you, if we scrolled up, you'd see this is a 10-year bond. If you just in, invested in a normal U.S. government 10-year bond, you'd get 4.93% yield, so much higher. And that, of course, raises the question, well, which one is better? And you'll hear folks talk about what's called the break-even uh, point. And all that is is taking this 493 on a 10-year and subtracting 246. And it comes out to, I think, 247. You can actually go to uh, uh, the Fed's website and see this chart. And by the way, I'll link to all of this below the video. And if we hover over and go to last Friday, there it is. Yep, 2.47%. So what does that mean? mean in practical terms. It means that if you were to buy, let's say you bought one of each, you bought a $1,000 tips last Friday, uh, it matures in 10 years, and a $1,000 good old U.S. regular nominal government bond for a thousand bucks, and you waited 10 years. How would that work out? Which one would give you more money? Well, if inflation turned out to be exactly 2.47% over the next 10 years, there would be no difference. They would both give you the same amount of money. If inflation turned out to be higher than 2.47%, well, the tips would, because of that inflation adjustment, uh, would prove to be the better deal. If inflation were lower than 2.47%, let's say it was 1%, well, you'd still get an inflation adjustment for the tips, but only 1% per year, and that wouldn't be enough uh, to get to that break-even point. And so good old regular U.S. government bond would, would be a better deal than the tips, and so given that, you might say, well, then what's all the fuss about tips ladders? And the idea behind a tips ladder, or tips really in general, is that, yeah, we don't know what inflation is going to be like, but if we're concerned about it, the thing that tips will give us is certainty. We know for a fact that we're going to get the real yield on an after-inflation basis. So before we get to the tips ladder, let's just think about that for a minute. Let's imagine that we wanted $50,000 in today's dollars five years from now. Maybe we plan to retire in five years, and we just wanted that first year's income sort of taken care of, but we don't, we're going to, we don't know what inflation is going to be like, and we don't want to take that risk. And so if we want $50,000 in today's dollars five years from now, well, a tips will guarantee us that we'll get just that, right, because it's adjusted for inflation. Now, if we were willing to take some risk, Maybe we might buy just a nominal bond saying, look, I'm going to make a, a wager that inflation is lower than that break-even point and that I'll be better off with a nominal bond five years from now. I suppose someone could go to the even further extreme and say, well, forget bonds. I'm going to uh, invest in the S&P 500. Then I've really got a big chance of outperforming after five years. Of course, as we all know, with stocks, you also have a big risk of underperforming, particularly in such a short period of time. So with tips, you're basically giving away the potential for the upside, whether we compare it to a nominal bond or something even much riskier, stocks. But in exchange for giving away that upside, you're getting certainty 
as to what your downside will be. In fact, there really is no downside or upside with tips. It's exactly what it is, a, a real after inflation rate of return that you know up front. And so as folks enter retirement, that security can go a long way. It's very important for folks as we enter into retirement. So that's sort of the background. Now, I want to I want to do two scenarios, a 30-year tips ladder and a five-year tips ladder. And we'll talk about why we might want to consider either one. Let's start with the 30-year tips ladder. And uh, to put it in some context, let's revisit the 4% rule. That's sort of this theory that you can spend 4% of your nest egg in year one of retirement, adjust it for inflation, the amount for, for inflation each year, and your money should last at least 30 years, uh, at least based on the historical uh, data from U.S. government bonds, uh, U.S. stocks, and U.S. inflation data, right? That's the 4% rule. Well, it turns out you could actually build a 30-year tips ladder and do better than 4%. Now, there are a number of caveats, so please listen to all of this, but let's start. How in the world would you do that? Let's start, start with that question, and there's, it turns out there's a free tool that can help you. Here it is. Again, I'll link to everything. Let me see if I can make this a little bigger for you. But this is just tipsladder.com. It's a free tool. I don't know the person behind this tool, uh, but uh, it's really simple to use, but there's a lot of details going on behind the scenes. But um, what you do, you, you select here. This is just indicating where you want the, the bond to mature. I've just selected, this is the default bonds maturing near nearest the start of what he calls the rung year. Remember, we're going to build a bond ladder out 30 years. So you've got one, two, three, all the way to 30. We're going to pick the best yield. You could also pick like the earliest to mature within each year or the latest. We'll just stick with best yield. Um, we're going to go with average income. You could actually specify every single year. Now we've only got 10 years. We're going to put it to 30, but you could actually change the amount of uh, after inflation income you wanted every year. Let me refresh that. We're just going to stick with averages, and this can go out 30 years. Now, the reason it's limited to 30 years is because that's the longest tips bond available. They don't go out longer than 30 years. Now, what I want to do here is put in 40,000. We're going to assume we've got a million bucks, right? So with the 4% rule, we could spend $40,000 the first year and then adjust it for inflation every year. So how much, if we we're going to build a tips ladder, would that cost us? Well, let's create the ladder. Now, I know there's a lot going on here. I'll walk through a lot of it. Let me make it bigger. But um, what I want to first show you is if we scroll all the way down, these are all these tips that you're going to buy. Yeah, it's a lot of work to build a 30-year tips ladder this way because you're going to buy 19 tips bonds that have this uh, number. It's a QCIP number. It's just a unique number that identifies that specific bond. And you're going to buy 17 of these that, that mature in 2025 and so on. But what I want to show you first is look at the cost. It doesn't cost us a million dollars. We could guarantee, at least as, as, as guaranteed as anything is in this life, $40,000 roughly, you could see they're not exactly, it's as close as, 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 as you could get with tips, but they're real close to $40,000 in the first year and then, and then the same amount adjusted for inflation. So these are all real numbers after inflation is factored in and it's only going to cost 841,000. So you'd actually have about about 160 grand left that I suppose you could invest, you know, in in, in whatever you wanted. And this will give you for 30 years $40,000 in year 1 and then adjusted for inflation that same amount for 30 years. Now, uh, that brings up an interesting thing here. Well, wait a minute. 
Let's go back. I've enlarged it here. If we wanted to spend all million bucks, and I've done the math, you have to kind of just uh, to test different numbers, but it turns out it comes out to about 47,000. Go down here. Yep, not quite. You actually have $11,000 to spare. And you've got now um, $47,000. So in other words, you could build a tips ladder that would allow you to start with an initial withdrawal rate of 4.7%. And you're as guaranteed, I think, as one can be that it's going to last 30 years. Right? I mean, it's basically backed by the U.S. government, adjusted for U.S. inflation. And so 4.7%, that's pretty significant, well above the 4% rule. And you're saying, okay, Rob, that sounds too good to be true. Well, there is one really important thing to keep in mind. At the end of this 30 years, you started with 4.7, that's good. At the end of that 30 years, assuming you've spent all of the money you get each year from this tips ladder, you're out of money, right? You're done. It's all gone. You've spent it all. I guess you've got $11,000 left over depending on what you did with it. So you've got to think, well, wait a minute. What if I live to be, you know, 32 more years instead of 30? Right. Or what if I want to give some money, I want to leave some money to my children? Right. There wouldn't be any. Or I want to leave some money to charity. Yep. It's all gone. I guess you got that 11000 That's it. Remember with the 4% rule, 4% wasn't an average. It was the worst case scenario. In fact, it's the worst case scenario going all the way back to 1871. That doesn't mean the future won't be worse. Maybe retiring this year, if, you know, if we could look into the future, uh, the safe withdrawal rate would be 3.5%. We don't know. That's the whole point of a tips ladder. It gives you uh, a guarantee. Now, Let's walk through just briefly what all of this stuff is, what's going on here. As I mentioned, this is a unique number that identifies this particular uh, bond. So if we click on this link, it takes us to the Treasury Direct website. There's the QSIP number, right? It's the same number. We go over here, 9128, 9128, same number. You can actually take this number and put it into your brokerage account and search for this bond to buy it. And in fact, I did that on Vanguard and it logged me out. So I'm going to log back into my Vanguard account because I want to show you this. And um, I have two-factor authentication enabled, which you should too on all of your brokerage accounts. So i got to punch in a number here. And uh, there it goes. This is actually an account that um, doesn't have any money in it. But that's okay. We can still search for the bond. And I'm going to show you how to do You could do this at Schwab. Any broker, Fidelity. So um, here's what it looks like. I'm going to show you what it looks like on um, Vanguard. So the first thing I want to do, I want to, I want to copy this QSIP number. Come over here. There it is. So uh, these are just different mature, different fixed income investments and, and, and their rates and over different terms. But you see they have enter QSIP. And this is pretty much what it's like on just about any broker that I've ever seen. And we search for it, and there it is. The buy, sell. Now... You'll notice, by the way, the minimum quantity, uh, uh, it looks like it's 10. And if we go back to the tips ladder, well, we need 24, so we should be okay. But it gives you details on this bond, and you could buy it. Now, I don't have any money in this account, so Vanguard's probably not going to let me buy anything. But it's really, it, it, it may seem overwhelming at first, but it's really not that difficult to do this. Um, we can come back to the tips uh ladder website now and we can look at details let me make it a little smaller so we can see all of this on the screen there's a lot of details here we go 
But you can see it goes year by year. There's the tips you need, when it's going to mature. The coupon rate is the interest rate. But the thing to focus on is really the yield to maturity. Because remember, uh, that's the coupon rate. And, and the yield would be the same if the bond ha you know, was selling at face value. But bonds sell at either a premium or a discount. And so yield to maturity is really... Uh, kind of what you want to focus on and it walks through all of these details. I don't, you know, with something like treasuries, the bid and ask, I suppose if you're a professional bond trader, that matters a lot, but these, these markets are so liquid. Um, when I buy, for example, a T-bill, I'm not even really concerned about that. I'm just making the purchase because you know you're going to get a decent price. At least that's my view. Um, but this can walk through, you can download all of this data, but uh, 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 to make it sort of as simple as possible, you could, in theory, go and buy 24 of that bond, 19 of this bond, 21 of that bond, all the way down, and you'd spend uh, the total that we looked at, 989000 and you'd start to get, uh, in year one, you'd start to get interest from all of those bonds, right, all, for all 30 years worth of bonds, plus uh, each most years, you'd get uh, bonds that would mature. There are some gaps in the years where, 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 where they, there are no tips that mature in given years. And so uh, with this tool, they end up having you buy as close to those years as possible where bonds do mature. So it's a lot of work. Now, would I personally, if I had a million dollars, build a 30-year tips ladder where I used all of my money? I wouldn't. That would, that would be too... Uh, too, I think that'd be too conservative for my taste. But keep in mind, you can always sell these bonds. It's not like an annuity where you're sort of locked in for 30 years. You can sell these bonds pretty much anytime you want to. It's just that depending on what the rates are when you sell them, you might be selling them at a loss. You might be selling them at a gain. You don't know. So you're not locked into this when you buy them. But one strategy to maybe consider is this. We could go back. Let's go back to the, uh, let me refresh everything. So we could say, you know, I could I could afford uh, forty-seven thousand a year here because I got the million bucks, but maybe I don't want to do that. Maybe uh, what I need is really uh, I need twenty thousand plus, say, let's just say, Social Security to 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 really take care of my spending needs. So that's what I really want to make sure is safeguarded, um, and then I'll invest the rest so that I might have more. Uh, I might have more to leave my children. Um, I'll have some money in case I, I tend to, I may, maybe I'll live longer than 30 years. So you could build this ladder for, let's say, an income of 20000 a year. We get this same screen, but of course with different numbers. We come down here, the total cost is $420,000. That leaves you with, you know, uh, 580000 of your um, of your nest egg left to invest in stocks or maybe stocks and bonds. Um, for some folks, they may say by building the tips ladder like like this. Again, this is just a hypothetical, but maybe they say I feel more comfortable taking a little more risk in my portfolio because I've got this tips ladder, which is as guaranteed as you can get. Plus, you've got Social Security. Let's assume. So who knows? Maybe you put the rest all in stocks or in, heavily in stocks. Again. There's no one right way to do this, but I want to point out this possibility. You don't have to take every dollar you have and put it in a tips ladder. Uh, but right now where yields are, uh, you can, in my opinion, you get a pretty good deal on a long-term tips ladder. Now, of course, we don't know what yields are going to be like tomorrow. You could wait a month and yields could be better or they could be worse. There's just no way to know and I have absolutely no prediction. But these are a couple of different ways to at least think about tips ladders uh, long 30-year tips ladders that may be something you want to consider. Now, I mentioned a five-year tips ladder, obviously much, much different. Why would we do that? Well, one scenario I could think of is this. 
Let's imagine you're going to retire five years before you take Social Security. Maybe you retire around 65, but you're going to hold off claiming Social Security till you're 70 to get the, the higher payouts. And you want those first five years covered. You're a little nervous. You know, you, you think about sequence of returns risk. I don't think a tips ladder is the only way to deal with that. I think you could just have a basic standard portfolio and deal with it that way. But I certainly think a five-year tips ladder might be a very reasonable way to bridge that gap until Social Security kicks in. And here, I want to show you two ways to build that five-year tips ladder. We can go back to the same tool, right? Uh, we'll go back to the beginning. We would just change this date. So we'd say, um, we'll just leave it at 2024, and we'll go to uh, 2029, and we'll just leave the 20,000 in there. That's fine. And you create the ladder, and there it is. There you go. And you could, just like we talked about, you could buy 13 of this bond, this tip uh, bond and 11 of these and so on. Uh, in our case, to generate that roughly $20,000 in after inflation income. That's important to remember. In year five, the actual dollars you'll receive, we don't know what that is yet because we don't know what inflation is going to be. But it, on an after inflation basis, it's going to come in at about 21000 And there's your tips ladder, right? Is there another way? Yes, there is. There are what are called I-bonds. Now, these are not U.S. government I-bonds. This is from BlackRock, the iShares. Unfortunately, they named their ETFs I-bonds. But they've recently come out with a new product, and that is fixed maturity ETFs that invest in, you guessed it, tips. Let me show you what they look like. Here they are. So here are the U.S. tips. And you can see they go out 10 years, from 2024 to 2033. And the way these work is, uh, and I'll, we'll take a look at this one, uh, this is an ETF, so it might hold more than, uh, than one uh, uh, tips bond, right? could hold a lot of them, but they all mature towards the end of next year. And what this fund will do, you can see here, actually, they mature between January 1 and October 15th of next year. And then when they mature, the, the fund basically closes down and gives you your money back, just like if you were to invest in an individual bond that matured at the end of next year, right? When it matures, it sort of closes down, so to speak, and says, we've paid you your interest and here's your principal back. Well, this ETF works the exact same way. There is an expense ratio. It's, I think, quite reasonable, but we should never ignore that, 10 basis points. And uh, you could build uh, up to a 10-year tips ladder using these iShare iBonds ETFs. And in our case, it'd be pretty easy to build uh, a five-year uh, tips ladder using ETFs. So you just buy one ETF for each year. Again, we can go back and look at um, uh, the tickers are right here. And with each one, we'll look at IBIA again for just a second. Uh, I think we can see the real yield on this one. Yeah. The real yield, meaning after inflation, is 4.35. So that's your yield. I think for some of the later ones, they might not have yield available yet, real yield. If we go out further, I was looking at this earlier. I don't think it's available yet. And I actually, oh, it is. Oh, it is. It wasn't available on Friday. I don't know why. I actually talked to BlackRock about it. But in any event, it is available. So when you go further out, and by the way, you might say, well, wait a minute. I thought the longer the term of the bond, we should get a higher yield. Well, Yes, that's in normal times that's true, but sometimes the, the yield curve in, inverts and shorter uh, duration or sh shorter maturity bonds pay higher, and that's the case here. Uh, but in any event, uh, you can use um, those ETFs to um, build out up to a 10-year ladder. I will show you one other thing. Again, I'm going to link to everything. I-bonds, BlackRock I-bonds, have a tips uh, uh, 
ladder tool themselves. You can see it here. I'll link to it. Unfortunately, they haven't incorporated tips yet. They've got high yield. Uh, they've got corporate, municipal. Um, so high yield would be uh, uh, corporate um, uh, uh, bonds for companies that are sort of have somewhat shaky financials, but you get a higher yield. Corporates would be investment grade, and you got municipals. You could actually build uh, with their tool a, a ladder, I guess, involving all of them if you wanted to, but they don't have tips yet. So, But I mentioned this here. Maybe they'll add tips soon. It's another um, uh, interesting uh, tool, I think, to check out. So I've walked through a lot, I know. Um, I, I want to stress one thing. I would never, ever, ever build a, uh, certainly not a 30-year tips ladder in a taxable account. Never. I, I wouldn't hold tips in a taxable account uh, at all, always in a tax-deferred account would be my choice because uh, of the tax consequences. So keep that uh, in mind. So uh, if you have any questions, leave them in the comments below. I'll be happy to help you out any way I can. Again, I'll link to everything that I've shown you uh, below the video. And I hope this has been helpful to you. Until next time, remember, the best thing money can buy is financial freedom.